0: Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with the Why. I am your host, Meredith Willett, and I am coming to you fresh off of a trip to Costa Rica. and I am so excited to tell you at least most of what happened because what happens in Costa Rica stays in Costa Rica sort of. So stay with me. Hello everyone, this is Meredith with a Y and I am your host, Meredith Willett. Today we are going to go deep, changing lives and I am giving you the keys to the castle. There are no words to be able for me to speak about the transformation that I went through in Costa Rica. It was literally day after day after day of awakenings, tears, changes. It was the whole thing. Every moment seemed to kind of spur some new awakening, detox, emotional detox that was living inside of me that, to be honest with you, I will tell you, I had no idea it was in there. I thought I had my shit together. I thought that I was not a control freak. (laughs) And I'm not. I'm not really a control freak with other people. But I had no idea that you could be a control freak with yourself in the way that I had been. And so... Two minutes ago, I was starting this podcast and (laughs) I wrote down a few things that I wanted to talk about. And now, all of a sudden, within a moment, it's taking a turn to what I think I need to talk about. So, welcome to the adventure. 25 years ago, I had my son, Cody, my firstborn, and he was born very sick. Maybe you've heard me say that in the past. And there was a moment that the hospital brought in clergy. I don't remember if it was the hospital, actually. Maybe it was my my mother-in-law. They were Catholic. And they brought in a priest, basically, to give Cody his last rites. And there was a moment there, because his stomach was connected to his lungs. He was very, very ill. There was a moment there that I had to... Or for whatever reason, I came to grips with the fact that my son was going to die. And as weird as it may seem, that not only did I come to grips with it, there was a part of me that went through the entire grieving process and probably a few moments of getting to acceptance. And as a mom, I was 23 years old at the time. So if you know anyone that's 23... (laughs) Try to imagine at 23 years old, having the realization and clarity, having uh, the come to Jesus moment, if you will, that your son's going to die, that you're going to go home empty-handed. You're going to go home without your child, especially when you thought you were a healthy person, when everything was okay. Okay. And now all of a sudden, it's completely changed. Something broke inside of me that day. And I have been broken ever since. And I did not know that until this week. Most people listening to me or watching me, friends, maybe family, I don't know, probably see me as a very down to business, funny. I could make a joke. I could say anything. People laugh. Kind, generous, giving, I try person. But what you might not know about me is that, and I didn't really know this about myself until this week, is that I have a very difficult time with intimacy with people that I love. And that's hard. I probably struggled with this the most with my, um, my son, Cody, and my daughter, Emerson. They're both very similar in personalities and energies. And so I have a hard time connecting with them. And I always just thought that like I was cold, that I was a, a colder mom. And what I've been realizing the last couple of days since I've been doing a lot of work And it's not work, work. It's been fun work. It's been connecting with being a disaster and crying and opening up my heart to these things work. But what I've noticed and I've realized over these last couple of days is that on that day that I had to come to grips with my son dying or possibly dying, little did I know that I had made a decision somewhere in my heart. (laughs) I feel like the Grinch right now. tiny little heart. (laughs) Somewhere inside of me, I made a decision and I didn't even know it. To not feel ever again. To just stop feeling. To protect myself. Wow. Right? Who knew? I didn't know I did this. It wasn't a conscious decision. I didn't make the choice, thou shall never feel again. I didn't take an oath of not feeling, it just happened. And I've been pushing people away ever since. I actually, I'm actually really good with people who I'm not close to. And I promise you, you know people like this, where they have like everyone's their best friend except for their family. Because as soon as their family is involved, they're assholes to them. I promise you something somewhere in them is what I'm talking about right here, where where it became unsafe to love, where it became, if I love, then I can die because they could die. And so there's a part of me that made the decision that day, unbeknownst to me, that if I love you, you could hurt me by going away or dying. And so what I will do is I will keep you out of my heart and at arm's length so that I can cope with life, so that I could cope with life. And so I have spent the past almost 25 years not fully engaged in life. I never went to therapy for my son being in and out of the hospital for three years. I never went to therapy for having breast cancer. I never went to therapy for going through a divorce. I never did any of those things. And now I'm seeing how detrimental that was. I just kept moving forward. Because you see... I mean, I don't know. I can only speak for myself, but being a waspy Midwest woman person, a lot of times crying and being sad causes people to be uncomfortable. Cancer causes people to be uncomfortable. If you're sad that you're getting a divorce, it must be because you don't want one or that it's a bad decision. If you're sad that your son might die and is sick, it must mean that you're not strong enough, that you shouldn't have had a kid so young, that you're incapable. If you're crying and carrying on because you're sad that you have breast cancer, then you're uh, maybe looked at as weak. And so I just was strong. I was really, really strong. And unfortunately, that strength has carried over to uh, being really strong. And the problem with being really strong is that it also means you're probably being really cold and don't even know it and don't know why and don't know where it came from and you think that you're just being a mom that gets shit done. I've been such a mess that when my kids hug me, I sometimes get uncomfortable. And this whole time, I just thought that I was energetically sensitive. And now I realize that it's that I've been afraid to get close to them because they could die. I mean, granted, everyone knows someone can die, but I was talking to my husband this morning. I'm like, I don't just think it's a possibility. There's a place inside of me where it's a very real thing that my kid could die. And I did a past life regression. I've done a couple of them self hypnosis. You come out, and you write everything down that you saw. And in my past life regression, there were quite a few times. In these different past lives where my child has died. So in this lifetime, thank God my son did not die, but it was a very real core spirit memory for me. It pushed a lot of buttons and trauma inside of me that has been held over from past lives. This is not a new theme for me at all. But Why? why why is this a theme in one of my past lives my son died and there was absolutely nothing i could do about it clearly and it changed the world and made a martyr out of my spirit my person at that time why what was the reason you know what is the reason in this lifetime Is it to record this podcast? Is it so that you all could hear? And so that you could look at your story, maybe look at your life and ask yourself, when did a part of me die? When did a part of you guys die? When did you decide to turn your heart off to connection, to feeling, to pain? When did you die? When did you decide to stop feeling, to start stuffing it down? So many relationships we have, so many relationships that I have. I mean, I don't know what the hell. But so many relationships that I have are based on me not saying anything. Like at all. Like no confrontation, no honesty, no truth. No asking questions, no discomfort. I have to be completely comfortable in my discomfort to make everyone around me comfortable. Can you imagine? That's a thing. Who comes up with this? So I have to make a choice. And I know everyone out there is listening, thinks that I'm crazy. Or maybe you know someone like this. Maybe you're like this. Where, if you confront your mom, your dad, your aunt, your cousin, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, your brother, your sister, your kids, your ex, whomever, your coworkers, like when did we become a society where we all just brush everything under the rug and live a whopping lie? Because when we live this whopping lie, when we sit inside of this space, where everyone pretends that they don't have any feelings. We're fucking zombies, guys. No wonder where we're in our phone 24 hours a day. We're numbing ourselves out. We're numbing ourselves to all the shit we're not saying, all the pain that we're feeling, all the sadness, all the hurt, the discomfort, the disconnection. You guys, I have been so disconnected. That I disconnected. I used to literally be so happy. I think back to like when I was in high school and me as a person, like I was so connected. And I remember even just like a couple months ago thinking back to that person that I used to be and wondering, how do I get back there? How do I get back to that person? where is she? And she had been buried under piles and piles of fear, fear of having emotions and losing people and becoming so disconnected from them that if they were lost, if they did die, I wouldn't die right along with them. Who knew? It was funny. I was going to make a TikTok about this today. And as I started making it three different times, there was something in me that paused and just said, no, don't make it. And now I realize because it was supposed to be a podcast. So I ask you, when did you turn down your light? When did you dim yourself to not upset other people? When did you stop loving so deeply out of fear of hurt? When did you start to disconnect because you don't think you could cope with the sadness? When did something break in you? I hope the answer is never. I hope that you walk around crying. Do you know that when I got engaged, I didn't cry? I don't think I cried when I got married. I don't think I cried when I got a divorce. I don't think I cried when my kids were born. I don't know if I cried when I got cancer. How is that even possible? You know, when I do cry though, I cry when it's for somebody else. When it's someone else's happiness or pain, I can cry for them. It's for myself that I've been unable to cry because that would be too much. But that's no longer going to be the case. When I went to Costa Rica, we really did a lot of work I didn't even know that I was doing. We did all the things, the plant medicine, the cacao. We did, we did peyote. We did mushrooms. We did them all. Without shame, I'm telling you this, to open, to experience, to remove the filter and the wall. And the thing that was so crazy, and I said it to the one gal the second day, I said, there's nothing about this trip that is anchored in my reality. I knew no one going into the trip. I have never been to Costa Rica before. I brought nothing, no one with me that could be recognized. Actually, most of the clothes that I wore, I had purchased a couple dresses from Target. So all of it was very, very surreal. All of it was not anchored in Meredith. And so it was much easier for me to allow myself to fall away, to be able to leave that story of Meredith behind and detach from anything that I should be. The definition of myself was not concrete while I was there. There was no kids or husband, no Skylar, no nobody to say, this is who you're supposed to be. No one to remind me to stay stuck. It was a complete unearthing of myself. No one to impress, which is weird because I went with all TikTok creators (laughs) who could literally record anything at any time and put it or write about it or talk about it. <laughs> but they were such beautiful travel friends, sisters and brothers, kids. I don't think that there could be anything more valuable in my life than this past week, especially as I move through my you know, 50th year on this planet. What a blessing to be able to reconnect with myself, my Meredith that was in here the whole time. Hmm. Who's kept a stiff upper lip. Who's been strong. Tough as nails, they say. All the things, all the words, all the stories. None of them which serve me or my family. All the strength that lives inside of you. Make sure when you don't need to be strong anymore, that you put it down so that you don't wake up on your 50th year, your 40th year, your 80th year and realize that you have not connected with people, that you've been strong for no good reason. How lucky am I? With each tear while I was gone this week, My family came closer to my heart. Emerson became more readily available to me as her mom, in my mind. Cody, Skylar, my husband, Brock. (sighs) Big breath there. All of them. These lies don't serve us. If you are going through something like this, And when you hear me talking about it, maybe there's a little whisper in you that, yeah, that kind of sounds like it could be me. I'm disconnected from people. I'm afraid of people. I'm afraid of getting hurt. (laughs) Which is so funny. Because when I used to watch movies and people would talk about like, oh my God, I like totally built a wall around my heart so that I don't get hurt. I always thought that was so dumb. Like, I don't do that. That's so stupid. Why do people do that? I don't even know what that means. I literally didn't even know what that meant, which is probably why I'm so late to the game, to figure out what the hell's wrong with me. But it happened in an instant. I came to grips with my son's death, and it broke me. subconsciously, for 25 years. What the hell? I didn't make a choice. I didn't even recognize that I was doing it. I can get along with and be in a relationship with literally anyone a rock. I could be in a relationship with a tree. I am open to being your friend. That's not the problem. The problem is when you get to be important to me, when you become unsafe to love. That's the kicker. That's the moment. Weird. Super weird. But super cool. And super important. So I've cried every single day. Sobbed like a baby. And it's been cathartic. And I've decided to not be okay anymore. I've decided to... (sighs) not come to grips with things. I'm deciding to not be strong anymore. I don't want to be strong for people anymore, because being strong for people is keeping me away from people. I don't want to be strong. It's a waste of my life. I want to be a disaster. I want to connect with people To a point and to a place that my heart is open and raw and bleeding all over the floor. And everyone goes, what's wrong with her? And everyone looks at that person and goes, she feels deeply. Oh, I love that so much. I want to be the person that when I die, I want people to say she felt so deeply for people. She wasn't afraid to love. She wasn't afraid of connection. She wasn't afraid of being hurt or broken or destroyed. She decided she wasn't going to be strong anymore. God, that's so good. What a wish. I can literally see myself in that coffin, even though that's not what I want. I just want to be like cremated. I actually want to be stuffed and put in a corner, and you guys can come ask me questions, to be honest with you. (laughs) Such a good visual. But I see myself, and I think about people coming to see me, and I don't want one person there to say that I was strong. Always with a stiff upper lip. Always had it together. I don't desire to be that person anymore. I want to hurt and to love, to connect. And the only way to do that is by being unapologetically vulnerable and loving and connected. We're so numbed, the world around us. We're so numbed, our own lives. Autopilot going through life with our heads down in a phone. Noise, TV, chaos all day long, keeping us from our heart and minds connecting. Being okay with mass destruction and wars, covering all of it up with buying shoes and purses and going out to dinner or drinking it all down with a bottle of wine, too much food, buying things we don't need drugs, stuffing it down. I mean, that's what we're doing here, right, people? We're just stuffing all this shit down. I look forward that, what if I lose weight from this? How interesting would that be? No more need to stuff all of the feelings and the tears and the sadness and the loss. I don't need to stuff it down anymore. You guys are stuck with me. My husband is stuck with me. I'm done filtering the tears, pausing to speak while I allow the lump in my throat to clear itself so that I can speak again. You're getting the tears. You're getting the lump. You're getting the crying. You're getting the sadness and the expression and the connection, the vulnerability and the love and the loss and the beauty in that. You're getting it all. Everything changed. Next weekend by the pod by the yeah, I guess that would be, you know, by the time you listen to this, whatever. My husband has to go on a trip with my son for a couple of days and I'm staying home with Emerson, the 13 year old. And so I really am looking forward to to practicing all these new emotions out on a teenager who probably will want nothing to do with it. Sorry about your luck, Emerson. You're getting a full fledged Mom, you're getting the full enchilada. I even envision hugging her in my mind's eye and get excited. I know that sounds crazy if you're not like me. Like, what's wrong with this woman? But if you haven't come to terms with the fact that your kid's going to die, maybe that broken piece isn't in you. And I think that's wonderful. But for those of you that listen to this and it sounds familiar or you know someone, who's gone through this, who's gone through pain, who's come to grips with something and somehow become at peace with something you can't come to grips with. You shouldn't come to grips with something you can't come to grips with. You shouldn't have peace with something that's not peaceful. See, this is where the problem is. This is where it gets broken. And so if you know someone, maybe send them this. Let them know that there's a way. Maybe just hearing it will help them wake up. I don't know. Maybe they have to go through it themselves. Maybe they don't even know they're broken, just like I didn't. I had no idea. I just thought that's who I was. Because you see, when he was sick and I came to grips with it, I'd only been a mom for a hot minute, guys. We're talking like weeks. I have never known myself outside of being this way. Because basically, since the minute that I become a mom, I've been this way. So I had no comparison. I had no way to compare how I mothered one versus the other. It just was. Sending all of you so much love. Thank you for going on this journey with me every week. Thank you for listening to me in all the amazing locations that you listen to me. I uh, get super excited every time I see my um, podcast information come in from all over the world, Mozambique, South Africa, Russia, Turks and Caicos. Thank you for making me so high up in the ranks in your countries. I get super excited to see all the places that people are listening to me. And the series that I'm in right now with, of doing all these solo episodes, I'll be talking next week more about um, removing the story. I'm going to be bringing to you some of the stories of the plant medicine that we took part in in Costa Rica. Some of the other healing work that I've been doing every single day, the breath work that I did with Walter And I'm going to be talking to him about offering you all some opportunity to get to know his work. And maybe I'll even have some of them on um, the podcast so you can get to know all of my new friends from Costa Rica a little bit better. They're all creators on TikTok and they are all somehow spiritually connected to me and in life. So they're really inspirational. So come back next week. If you haven't written a review, where you hear podcasts, where you listen to me, please go take a minute and write a review. I would so appreciate that and give me a five-star. Some turtles gave me a one-star rating. I can imagine who that was. I'm sure it's personal, not necessarily. I mean, who hates a podcast that they give it one star? I mean, is that even possible? So anyways, give me five stars if you have. If you feel so uh, called and write a review that does help me in my rankings and share this podcast with a friend that you think that might like it and uh, follow me on Instagram at Meredith underscore Willets or over at TikTok, Meredith with a Y. And I will be back next week, same time same sandbox. So thanks a lot, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.